gabagoogram and something with fat and nitrates. Hey, hey, <laughs> Gabriel says we down here for the gabagool. The gabagool. Let's say it. The gabagool. We had sandwiches brought in the other night. Forward ham, salami, gabagool. Taking the gabagool and shit out of the fridge. Gabagool. Over here. All this from a slice of gabagool. Let's All right. Uh, okay. That's not how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Gabagool and Roses, the only and best left of Sopranos podcast. My name is John. I've seen The Sopranos a bunch of times. My two co-hosts, Rachel and Ben, they've never seen The Sopranos before. And we take every episode week by week to discuss the episode for the week. We are a watch podcast. Uh, spoiler free. Uh, anyway, that's enough intro. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Dude, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, life is good. Had a good day. How are you? I, I'm uh, fine plus. Rachel? Wow. I'm fine as well. I'm doing just fine. We're taking quarantine day by day here. I am actually, I want to take back my fine. I think I might be thriving. Okay. I think this might be the way for me. Uh, I I am loving the, you know, I'm an extrovert, but I also have incredible social anxiety. So it's kind of chill not having to be like, oh, yeah, let's go get dinner. Da, 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 do. You know? Okay. You've I started writing acceptance. it. Again. Okay. So look forward to that screenplay, baby, because I'm inspired <laughs> by one and her one and only. I'm having a hard time imagining that it's it's easy to come onto uh, bonus Adderall so that you can write your screenplay. You know, I've never done Adderall in my life. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, I'm a little baby. Yeah, Ben and I've never done Adderall in our lives either. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm not a lawyer, maybe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Well, like, like I said, we never did it, so right. I, I mean, I that. just, you know, <laughs> I bought this. I wasn't talking about you, of course. I was talking about all the other lawyers that I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, hey, speaking of abusing drugs, oh, uh, yeah. how does how does this episode begin? Let's jump right into it with our <laughs> A line, which is uh, Meadow throws a party, and all the kids invited, and they uh, tear the shit up at Livia's house. Uh, that looked like a fucking awesome party. Yeah, Meadows was an absolute rager. Those were ra- A kid died from an overdose, so yeah. Did he die? Uh, I thought he was... Was he just going no, to the ambulance? He had the thing on his face. They were still okay. trying. He was just going to the chill-out tent, dude. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> just eat some orange slices, man. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh, man. they were doing a designer drug, which was Special K and Ecstasy. Yeah. Is Special K ketamine? It is ketamine. What's it is up horse with ketamine? Yeah, what's up with ketamine? Because I've been hearing a lot about it lately. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, a lot of fun, as long as you don't get stuck in a K-hole, which is supposed to be like a bad trip hell world. Oh. Yeah, have you all seen um, Hustlers? Yes. So my recollection is ketamine and MDMA was what uh, Ramona Vega was mm-hmm. using to drop in all of those uh, rich Wall Street assholes drinks so they could run up their uh, credit cards and steal all of the money. That's probably right. It's straight up horse tranquilizer, so supposedly a very fun time. She was putting it in people's drink? Yeah. I thought it's, you could only snort or inject it. Uh, hey, whatever, I mean, man. Who knows? I don't probably. know. <laughs> you know the movies, how they're useful to drug usage. Uh, I don't know. But that movie was... was uh, surprisingly disappointing. Uh, I give that movie a C plus. Uh, it could have been a lot better for what it was. Damn. Yeah. 
so speaking of these designer drugs, uh, Tony rolls up, uh, closes down the party, and well, the cops are closing down the party. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, and, and the, the, the cop that he's buddies with. Yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony's got uh, got an inside guy. So he he drags Meadow out while some girl is just Ralphing in a Budweiser box. If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Just Poor a, choice of receptacle. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least she got it into something. I mean, that's I true. Not day. everyone did. Yeah. What a fucking great party, though. Like, mm-hmm. to just have everybody puking on the floor. <laughs> and there were, like, loose candles burning. Also, it had kind of, like, a the craft vibe about it, too. Okay. So the it was meta- very bizarre. Meadow's Trap House. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that was a good uh, set display. Shout out to the Brando set design team. Anyway, so uh, Meadow is in trouble, and Anthony Jr., AJ, <laughs> is so fucking excited to find out why Meadow <laughs> yeah. is in trouble. And, like, as a younger brother, oh, my God, I totally, totally know it. I know that feeling, AJ. was <laughs> like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's fucking do it, baby. Let's. Yeah, and uh, he was deprived. Yeah, he he says he wants to. He wanted to stay and see the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all screaming at him like, "Go to bed!" And he's like, <laughs> "I'm not the one that did ecstasy." Yeah, and the meadow screams. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done ecstasy, but I did it. Meadow is in rare. Oh yeah, or is she? Is she? Well, she's or is this meadow doing drugs as a teen again? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is meadow in form. It's not just the drugs, though. She's got a major attitude the entire time. She really does. Um, yeah. So, so I guess then, she moves on, yeah, she moves yeah. on uh, and uh, you know, Tony and Carmela are trying to figure out how in the world we are going to discipline our um, nearly adult teenage daughter uh, without, you know, kicking her out of the house or being arrested or anything like that. And And I'm sorry. But this is the lamest fucking conversation. Like yeah. we don't know how to discipline our our children. She's you know a boiled rotten shithead. Man, fuck you. Anyway, um, <laughs> the next the next morning, uh, Meadow proposes the punishment, which is quickly adopted uh, by Tony. What Carmel. a fucking great move, by the way. And <laughs> I I've pulled that move, and it worked on one parent, but it didn't work on the other. Yeah, no way. <laughs> that would never work for me. <laughs> I propose. When I got in trouble, I want you to ground me for two days. <laughs> My parents would not be fucking having it. No fucking way. Well, you the trick is you go you go into it with like you're sacrificing some, but it's something relative. Like there's something more that you want, so you're willing to sacrifice or the not as big it's would not have worked. Well, I think it backfires on her, right? I mean, she you know I think immediately she's like, oh shit. Now I can't buy gas for myself, right? No, dude, you, she's playing them. Yeah. She's playing them like a fucking fiddle. She's like, oh, I'll also need $10 a week for gas money. So now she's got cash in her pocket. So she's okay. not losing anything. Not only that, but then later in the episode, she gets away with asking for more money. Right. Oh, yeah. They just hand it over to her. Yeah. She needs $15 for a CD for chorus class or whatever. Madrigals, baby. Madrigals. <laughs> By the way. This person in my high school did not exist. The person who there's you have a person who like is the overachiever, studies all the time, is good at school and cares about the SATs and also is in chorus or whatever. But then that is not also the throw the biggest fucking rager of the year. Somebody OD'd yeah. at it. 
party. That's a good, yeah. but it is, it is private school. I don't know. Is private school different? I feel like Not that different. Well, I mean, in private school, I, I think you kind of have to do everything. If you're going to go to like one of these tiny private schools, you have all this up. So if anybody's going to throw a razor, it's because uh, someone's got to out of the 30 people that you graduated. Right. My horrible grandmother's almost dead. Let's go fuck up her house. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm. Holy shit. Uh, so yeah, so she is playing them and she basically, the, note i wrote is that meadow gets away with it um she like walks away from the table like smirking um, oh yeah, yeah. She's, she's gotten the upper hand on on tony i think she says like no card for two weeks and he's like three weeks which weak ass tony like come back with more than like meet me in the middle three weeks that's barack obama style fucking negotiating right there have you did y'all ever throw one of those high school ragers mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. did yep. did you get caught oh yeah I threw one of those on a Sunday afternoon. No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of my buddies came over and got shit-faced and drove uh, drove home drunk, uh, made it home, but had puked on himself on the way home and then ratted my ass out. No shout out to you. Damn. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. That should, I, mm, that grudge is going to the grave with me, all right? Oh, geez. How about you, Rachel? Oh, I had one uh, when I was a senior. So my mom... My mom's friends used to let me dog sit for them. And, like, this happened from, like, the time I was, like, 14 on. And, of course, at first I was very innocent about it. But then, like, eventually when I was 16, 17, 18, I was like, oh, my God, I get a whole fucking house to myself for, like, a week or a weekend. Um, so the crimes became more sinister. Real mm. Um, but one, one weekend, my junior year, I think it was, or maybe it was senior. I don't know. I think it was junior. I had, there was this tiny fucking little house and I had, uh, what turned into one of like the biggest parties of the school year. <laughs> there were all sorts of people there. The basketball players were there. The lacrosse players were there. The you know the dumbass band kids were there uh the the little uh there was one guy i had to kick out it was kind of cool kick that guy out uh the preppy kids were there the girl my uh friend uh well that's another story there were a lot of people there and it was very fun and then uh my mom called in the middle of it and was like i'm gonna drive by the house and so everybody uh, turned the lights off and turned the music off for like 20 minutes while we waited for my mom to drive by. How did you convince everybody to to cooperate with that? Because I'm very charismatic. Uh, I can I can I can bring a group of people together. John, will you attest? That, that's what I'm yeah. about. I don't doubt that you can throw a badass party. I'm I'm just like how do you get that same party I, to shut the fuck up for because t- i can command a room that's why <laughs> i'm probably exaggerating a little bit but i did get i worked she didn't confront me about it i don't think she knows about it well well she does now that she's you've guilted her into listening to the podcast yeah that's right wow it's like you almost want to be caught i love getting <laughs> caught i love getting caught and roasted i think it's very funny <laughs> Especially now, because my parents can't. <laughs> you know, now it's just a fun anecdote. <laughs> right. Okay, back to the, the episode. So yeah, so Meadow barely gets punished. <laughs> um, That's I again I relate. And and so in the course of this uh, of getting punished, uh, parent number three Janice is there. Uh, <laughs> Shipping in her two cents as to do what needs to happen. And, you know, fuck that. Shut up. You know, thanks for your input. Um, and I think 
Janice at one point in time goes over to the house to check it out and realizes that no, she literally uh, fucked up that house. Yeah. And, uh, and Janice gets very upset uh, and, and suddenly wants to uh, punish Meadow. Um, yeah. And, and makes and makes the mistake of telling Tony and Carmela how to raise their daughter. And Tony flips mm-hmm. the fuck out. Uh, a bowl of honeycomb gets spilled. <laughs> gets smashed yeah. across the room, I should yeah, say. Yeah, incredibly dramatic. Uh and then, like, he gets all up in his sister's face like she's an umpire at a fucking baseball game. Yeah. Well, this was interesting because, well, okay, I'll just, for the record, I'm on her side. I think she's right. I think at first, like, no, having the information she did, she was right. Like, they were being a little dramatic about everything. If it, if they, if it was just, if all she knew about it was the drugs, I don't, I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> Oh this is, they like destroy that house and also a kid od a kid od janice didn't know janice didn't know how bad it was okay yeah but janice also didn't see a kid oding when she went over the exactly the- that's why i'm saying with the information she had i think she was right it's a little you know it's a little overreacting. well when she but went who was to the right? house and saw it it was not you know, there was no ODing kid there. When she went to the house, it was just That's fucked true. up. Yeah. Wait, I'm who just... was right? I'm, maybe I'm confused. Who are you saying was right? Janice. I'm saying Janice was right. Like the first both time? times. Both times. I think she just didn't have all the information. <laughs> so she shouldn't have said anything the first time. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're I mean, right. It's just another example of Janice not being able to read the room and, 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 knowing exactly who her brother and her sister-in-law are and uh, and getting involved and poking the bear and creating a fight when she doesn't fucking need. Right. Um. Eventually, um, I guess Hunter Scangarelli comes over and... (laughs) and, The scene. They they destroy the kitchen. Do you see how Meadow's Meadow's stirring the milk like it's a fucking... It's unreal. She's just getting it everywhere. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that was that was just like overboard. I was like, come on. Like, you know, people know how to put things in pots and shit. Okay. Like I know what you're trying to do is insinuate that this person is reckless and stupid, you know, and doesn't care about other people's shit point in time. But like, come on, come on, Super. I don't believe. No, I, I think you're right. And talk about what I don't want in my mouth is whatever nasty ass food they were cooking up in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like smashed and burned on it? the fucking pan. I think she was making like right. hot chocolate, like the sloppiest hot chocolate of and all time. And grilled cheese that was like somehow like just stabbed to death. It was awful. Yeah, was, and there was like gray in it, I feel like. Yeah, it was wet. Um, it was wet, sloppy. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, no thank you. Uh, so anyway, I, Hunt- then yeah. what's that about Hunter? I, no, I just, th- that whole scene, Hunter makes like a very weird reference to her eating disorder that I just, it was bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was just wild. Anyway, go ahead. Hunter only exists to be a ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe she's uh, Meadow's foil. Maybe. Here you also see Meadow bragging about the punishment that she got away with mm. while they make a disgusting dinner. And again, like, yeah. Um, and yeah. then... Uh, and also, why is why is Hunter even over there if she's grounded? Oh, because she, she brought up her eating disorder or whatever, and her parents are just like, we don't want her to have an eating disorder. Okay, so Hunter can come over and make dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Meadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man, fuck this shit. Point, All right, yeah. this is... This is like, <laughs> 
the, the Sopranos are bad parents. God, yes. They fucking suck. I'm telling Tony Soprano how to raise his daughter. I'm doing it. So, all right. Uh, what happens next? Uh, uh, so, next... Um, there's something where they're they're all in the kitchen and they're eating turkey sandwiches and I forgot exactly what's happening but I just wrote down dry ass turkey sandwiches because they looked really (laughs) gross Um, also Meadow is not eating hers with bread right right I don't remember what discussion they're having at that point though anyway that's when Meadow asks for the money right for the $15 that's right Mm -hmm. for the CD and then That's she right. just walks away. She's like being a huge bitch the whole time. Yeah. Um, Carmella and Tony just look at each other and are like, what do we do? Right. Right. Here's 20. Uh, and then okay. the, so where this episode ends and this storyline ends is completely ridiculous, which is Meadow goes over to Livia's house and look, or no, Tony goes in because they're getting the locks changed. Tony goes in and he looks in the window and Meadow's in there. She's cleaning the vomit up all on her own initiative. And to that, I say, bull fucking shit. What? Bullshit. Didn't happen. Would not happen. No. What the fuck do you mean? Why would you slander Meadow like this? You saw what she did to the kitchen. No fucking way. Does she go back over to that house and clean up puke on her own? I will. Like, that's the punishment that Tony and Carmella should have given her. But there's no way she does that on her own initiative. Okay, here's a, here's a, here's a suggestion. Here's a prompt for you. Do you think that perhaps when she heard her aunt, who she respects and likes, saying that fucking shit is ridiculous and stupid, maybe she was like, all right, you know what? I think that's, that's what we're supposed to. I agree with. I think that's what we're supposed to believe, but I still don't fucking buy it look i i'm gonna go out and say this like (laughs) i called that shit like 10 minutes into the episode like and the more they this fucking doo-doo ass episode kept going on i'm like (laughs) she's gonna end up fucking cleaning this house that's oh my god yeah um but i guess that's why big big fucking climax episode was fucking meadow cleaning the fucking floor what the fuck god (laughs) fuck this episode all right yeah i don't like this episode yeah, there. I said well, it. wait a second. Let's. We got to get into the. There's a whole other big part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk about poor man's Al Pacino, uh, Richie Aprile. Um, so we're introduced to uh, Richie Aprile, who is uh, getting. Uh, he's just gotten out of prison. Adria is his niece, uh, and uh, she drops him off at Beansy's Pizza Store, uh, or Deli, or whatever. <laughs> Pizza Store is what you call it, right? Insane name. Why <laughs> um, yeah, is this name called Beans? Beansy's is what it's called. But his the, his, the guy's nickname is Beans. They call him Beansy. Why? Why? I don't, I don't know. And also, here's a question. Did we know that Adriana was related to the Aprils? I don't know that we did, I, but now we do. No, no we did not You think that would have come that. up when her uncle was dying? Mm, yeah. Um, that struck for sure. Well, did she, I think she did go, she is at the funeral. Yeah, so is everyone. That's yeah. a great sight scene. And, and yeah, I thought that it would be because you know, she would be going as Chris's date to the funeral, which right. You know, but now we know. One. Perhaps she was. Perhaps <laughs> yeah, he was one. her plus. Right. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that is feminism. <laughs> so slay queen. Um, so then Richie tries to shake down Beansy, who's apparently an old friend uh, and a friend of Tony's, and uh, and Beansy's kind of giving him some talk back, which, uh, which Richie does not take very well. Hold on, let me get it straight. He's literally like day one out the joint, like going to 
shake down Beansy. Yep, pretty much. Uh, what, do you, what else are you going to do? Report yep. to your parole officer. And then you got to go shake somebody down. Yeah. Um, so he threatens him. Beansy says he's going to go to Tony. Uh, he's gonna. He's not going to stand to get shaken down. Um, and uh, Catches the yeah, the next to the face and gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Uh, well, we need talk about this in the order that it happens because there's a very important scene at the old strip club. We're not uh, there yet. I'm, I'm talking about literally like in the middle of the Oh, you mean in, when he be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hits him a little bit. A lot of bit. So let's not go to the strip club. Next week we gotta go to the pork store, right? Nah, yeah, pork store is next. Yeah. So here's where we learn about Richie's uh, domestic violence policy, which is <laughs> staggeringly terrible, which is stop hitting my niece unless you're gonna marry her. Then you can beat the shit out of her, I guess. It's not yeah, my problem Yeah, that's big anymore. brain poisoning. <laughs> it's socially acceptable for you. Oh, fucking, that was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, he, and here's where I think the show is telling you that they're a bunch of dumbasses because they use the term old school uh, before he launches into his uh, woman beating permission. Yeah. Uh, and, and old school pops up several other times in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyway. Holy shit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh um christopher seems to indicate like yeah okay got it man won't raise my hands to her anymore you're right um yeah, terrified now uh excuse me i gotta talk business with this mafia boss in broad daylight <laughs> yeah which is something we've complained about apparently tony has been listening to the podcast uh, mm-hmm. and has decided not to carry on his business so brashly in daylight it's as mm-hmm. soon as it's as soon as richie starts talking to him he just gets up and walks away like not even like don't see him come on <laughs> and, and silvio god bless him is like is like don't, don't we don't do on. this because of the federal authorities trying to put us trying to investigate otherwise we would be okay talking about it so you got to talk about all the crime shit somewhere else so let's continue to have this conversation in public right that was um, that was brain poisoning for me like, <laughs> like god guys come on so uh so, I guess, so then yeah, next on what's that yeah tony's at the sharper image or something at the mall oh my god and so but before this, shit. before this though, Richie runs into Janice at yoga. Oh yeah, he runs into her, quote yeah. unquote. He fucking stalked her ass there. Well, mm-hmm. Rachel, I was gonna ask if you all thought that was a coincidence or a stalking. I certainly don't think it was a coincidence. I think it was a coincidence. That's too many fucking coincidences in this episode. The run in with well, C, which we haven't gotten into. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, it's got to be a, a coincidence because how many yoga classes are there in new jersey in 1999 how many you know does richie even know that janice is is back in town i don't remember anyway i couldn't decide either so i thought ask you guys and we have have a split decision so i think it's yeah yeah i really can't decide uh knowing what i know about richie i don't think i can be a fair voice uh so shut the fuck up and uh (laughs) i'm right So they have a little meet cute at the yoga studio. Um, and he's just talk about old times. He is the, fucking staring at her, like in the, the middle of the yoga. Yeah, class, right? the chemistry is out of this world. 
Yeah, leering is, I think, the word that you were looking for, Ben. It's a yes. strong yeah. leer. Uh, then Tony goes and meets Richie in uh, Sharper Image or whatever. Uh, I uh, guess th- there's a pair of loafers just on the wall. Um, so I don't know what kind of store this is supposed Brooks, to be. Brookstone, something like that. The motherfucking, whatever he was doing, using a neck massager or whatever, and then just, he, like, he is just like rubbing the shit out of his dirty ass neck, and then he puts it back. As soon as he sees Richie, he's like, right back on the shelf. <laughs> Disgusting. Well, oh, maybe it's just the coronavirus times, but yeah, that was maybe. that was gag-inducing. Yeah. Um, and then Tony tells Richie to back off Beansy um, and to take it easy. And, you know, just remember, like, this is, these are new times, a new day. Like, it's not like it was 10 years ago. Like, chill the fuck out a little bit. Um, so what, what does Richie do then? He goes to see Junior at Junior's doctor's office um, and pledges his undying loyalty to Junior. Whatever you need me to do, whoever you need me to do it to, you just say the word. And I'm there. And, uh, yeah, uh, Richie's a dumb, stupid psychopath. He's a slimy little fuck, I'll give you that. He's just like, all right, fine, Tony, I'm just gonna plot against you immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he is he is more Mikey Palmisi than Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so then we cut to the strip club, and we have the return of the awful comedian, who I think we last saw, same guy, in the retirement home. Is it the uh, same guy? I was it's wondering. the same guy. Yes. What the fuck? The and guy. he is bombing again. Why, why is there a house comedian at a fucking strip club? Is that right. normal? Uh, no, I think the idea is like they they book him for like as a party or whatever, and they book him to like tell some jokes to the guy that just got out of prison because it's Richie's party, <laughs> and then they like he's like it looks like he's pretty early in his set, and they're just like meh. <laughs> And also, he knows all of them personally. He's talking about talking to Bali or something. Right, it's right. so strange. It's like it's a corporate gig for him or something. He's like, oh, yeah, Jim in sales. Uh, yeah. He was telling me that they had a lot of Muslims. And, uh, right. Oh, my I, God. I, yeah, that setup was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but hey. So they dismiss the comedian, bring out the strippers, um, and then uh, cut to... Richie sitting around with uh, some of the other capos and they're just like kind of busting balls talking to him. Uh, and he just keeps asking about Beansy. He's like, Beansy here. Where's Beansy? <laughs> um, like just a total fucking psycho. Um, and that, that's not our, our pal Bobby or whatever who comes up to give him shit. Who's the guy that gives him shit and then, uh, and then Richie fucking melts down at, at the table. Oh, it's it's a guy that we don't know. He's just a guy paying a tribute or whatever to Richie. Uh, okay. We don't know that. It's not a it's not um Bobby Bacalov. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh so then uh they uh Tony and Sill of course want to welcome Richie home by giving getting him uh some sex workers to perform a, a blow job upon him. And you would think that 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 would mellow the guy out. Like, <laughs> uh no. Rachel, you said you had some things to say about this, so... Nah, 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 come on! I did? Yeah. Listen, I... Oh, yeah, of course. Because, so, it's not so much about... Well, first of all, a lot of blow... This is a blowjob-heavy episode, and that upsets me. Um, But also... Uh, it's interesting to me that like, so, you know, the girls, basically he is having a little bit of uh, a problem with his cannoli 
as we call it in the Sopranos, um, not erectile dysfunction, which is what it is, but impotent. he he's he's impotent. Um, but and he's like totally disinterested in it the whole time. Like you can tell his heart's not in it. Uh, but then he goes outside and he, you know. I, are we saying to ourselves that he's not getting his rocks off a little bit when he goes and beats the shit out of that guy and, like, runs into him? Yeah. Um. So this was just a very keen example of how, you know, masculine, to- you know, toxic shit, y'all, sometimes, not you. <laughs> but, you know, there's, like, this weird, there's a, an equation of, like, violence and power to, like, sexual satisfaction and that is very prevalent in the show absolutely yeah i wanted to ask about so in that scene they make a deal they make a a point to tell us that he wanted the light turned off when he's getting the the blowjob is that do we think a side effect of him being in prison for 10 years and not around any women to give him neck and perhaps so because he's not used to woman neck and is only used to man neck or am i going a little bit too far i couldn't i couldn't understand Every, what the implication was maybe i thought like because wasn't uh, was it a black girl that was going down on him it was not no, they were both white and i thought maybe it's supposed to be that she's ugly but i don't think she was ugly or at least not ugly enough for that to be the joke i don't know but i I don't know maybe that was just a brain poisoning moment for me because i don't really i don't know that i understand why they made a point to tell us that he liked the light off when he got a blowjob yeah yeah i don't know anyway i'm sure we could find out on reddit i'm sure someone's delved into this why don't I want to read your fanfics reddit yeah if you're on reddit and uh and you're talking about your analysis of the Sopranos and not putting into a podcast, uh, you're an idiot because we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fuck you. Oh uh, we do God. this shit for free and it takes more effort. So fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Which is why everyone listening should go subscribe to our Patreon. Hell yeah. We will do funny things and I'll plug it every time. But anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, so then- telling me like, like we've got, I mean, I, I looked at it and I, I'm looking into it very very strongly, but many people are saying that our Patreon is one of the strongest in human history. Oh, yeah, that is true. If you're not already subscribed, then you fucking hear what's the point. Yeah, many are saying it, for sure. I'm going to start plugging the Patreon real hard on Twitter. I'm just going (laughs) to go the fuck off. That's what I'm going to put all my energy into. Do it. That's healthy. Um, (laughs) So, Richie... April goes to uh, shake down our pal Beansy, and it is a it is a very gratuitous uh, shakedown. He he chases him around the block, uh, you know, shooting at him. You know, eventually, you know, our friend Mister uh, Beansy goes back to his car. Oh, friend Mister Beansy, <laughs> but he gets fucked. Up. Yeah. Ambush. He pins him with the SUV. It's like a Ford Explorer or something. Pins him up against the car and then packs up and runs over his legs again. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. My man is fucked up. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and and once again, this is another one of those examples of just like like this is in the middle of town or whatever, in the middle of the city. Like, mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just running up the street shooting guns and chasing each other and running each other with over with car mm, okay inexplicable so um, um yeah so then we see beansy in the hospital and my man's is fucked up um tony makes a joke about 
can you pick up the BBC, uh, not the porn one, on um, the uh, on all of his hardware uh, because he's like he's got all these pins and stuff in his legs. Uh, it's a bad scene, uh, and Tony's feeling guilty about it. So then he uh, he goes and confronts Richie again, and it's like, don't do that. Yeah, with you know. A- I'm the fucking motherfucking boss. Yeah. He's a good earner. Tony, I think this episode has a lot of really good uh, stuff about just, like, it kind of shows me why Tony is this, this, you know, I guess in some respects, a good leader um, of this ragtag group of criminals. Um, But, like, you know, he's pretty generous to Richie. Like, he gives him a pretty good deal. Um, Richie, Ben, do you have something to say? Uh, Not yet. Okay. Um, Well, then I'll just keep going and feel normal about it. But um, uh, he also, like... He's, like, real funny and fun when he needs to be. He knows how to lighten up a room. He knows how to, like, welcome someone home. And he knows he's a, he's a fun guy. You know, and he's, he's also very commanding, much like someone else I know. But, like, I'm thinking about at dinner when, uh, when he sees Melfi, you know, he's, he's commanding. He's, like, fucking quit shut the fuck up i don't know i guess i just am trying to understand why tony is a charismatic leader this is the first time i've seen him in that way yeah that's a good question i think part of it is um i think compared to the other fucking sacks and noodles that are in the mafia with him uh he is doing much better right but you're right he's kind of a bore I, you know, I, I think that he does a terrible job of, of leading. I, I think he does what he wants to do and just hopes that everybody is going to fall in line and, and, you know, is relying on this formalistic uh, structure uh, that everything he says will take will happen as he says it. And, you know, the thing that, that bothered me last episode and that bothered me in the first episode and bothers me in this episode is, you know, he is witnessing, he's contributing to or letting happen just a, an obscene amount of violence. Uh, and he's not doing yeah. any stop. And I don't think he cares about the body count. And I don't think he cares about the violence. Um, I, I think all he cares about is whether he's respected in the mafia, you know, whether whether the game, whether he's getting the respect that he thinks he deserves by virtue of his position as boss and uh, whether or not everybody's doing what they're supposed to, which, you know. Yeah, well, what is a good mob boss? I mean, I don't think he's a good person or a good leader, but like, if you're gonna be, if if you're gonna, I'm, I think the character is very well written. I think they did a good job of nailing what kind of personality you need to be a like thoughtless mindless killer who's like a you know also like a very charismatic person who's developed a following and loyalty which you need to have yeah he's not a good person he's not a good leader he's a charismatic leader which is what one needs in this situation and by what i mean the mafia are you saying that you think he's effect he's ineffective um i don't know if i can tell that yet I think he's a charismatic, I said exactly what I said. Yeah. He's a charismatic leader. He has the ability to get people to like be on his team, I think. Uh, I mean, he, he's going to lose this bed. one guy who's a fucking psycho. He doesn't want Richie. Does he want Richie real really to be like, oh, we're going to find out. I guess that's what the season is setting. Well, I mean, this is sort of, 
you know, the the problem is that like the first time, you know, the first interaction he has face to face with Richie, you know, he blows him off and he doesn't explain what the, you know, what's going on with anything. And, you know, that's a smart move by Tony to say, we're not, do, you know, we're not doing business in broad daylight. You know, at the same time, this idiot who's been in prison for 10 years doesn't know how things work. Uh, and it takes him exactly no time to lose his blood and have him uh, undermining his, his situation, grip on power. He just lets him lose him quickly. But I think in the at the end of the day, if if he goes and join... Well, I mean, maybe I'm underestimating Junior. I think Junior is pathetic. I don't think he has a shot. Uh, I, think, I think you're right about that. I think Junior's pretty kneecapped at this point, even if not by just like age and being under house arrest. Like we saw the beginning of the season um the show making it pretty clear that tony has decimated his crew yeah and that all that jo- junior has left is big ass bobby bacala um so i don't think junior's a, a real contender at this point which is why i think it's pretty foolish for richie to throw support behind junior before he really knows what's going on it's a tactical mistake i'd say but uh, sorry by richie okay. yeah i mean richie does spend most of this episode doing and not thinking about what he's doing. So yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> uh, hard to hard to empathize with a guy who his first reaction after getting blowjob uh, from a woman, presumably in ten years, is to go out and run a guy over with a car a couple times. So why isn't Beansy at my blowjob party? Right. Right. Maybe he wanted uh, Beansy on the other end of his, what does he That's call it? honestly what I thought. Mm. Okay. Um, so, uh, there's one more other big story. Well, uh, yeah, one more other big story I want to make sure that we cover, um, yeah. which is the Melfi run-in. Um, Melfi runs in to Tony. Uh, they're both eating at the same restaurant. Um, uh, Tony's there eating with all the capos. And um, uh, Big Pussy has a comment here that he's great at spotting good blowjobs. He's good at only two things. That's pulling out dents and spotting great blowjobs. Um, I guess that means he's got a good gaydar. Um, uh, and Polly does a, a classic, classic Polly repeat. I remember every blowjob I ever got. How about you? It might be your first blowjob. Yeah, of course. How long did it take for the guy to come? <laughs> did you hear that? I said, you remember your first blowjob? He said, yeah. I said, how long did it take for the guy to come? <laughs> hey, I was so happy when I, when I saw that. Me too. <laughs> you heard it here first on our introduction, little song thing. How long did it take for the guy to come? <laughs> I also think the way he says blowjob, the way he just like, it's like the most ridiculous sound coming out of his mouth. Like he's just going off on the pronunciation of blowjobs. Blowjob. 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 It's nice to see the guys out at dinner, you know? I'm I'm happy that they they get to go to dinner. It's awesome. They're all eating pasta. They each have the worst scoliosis I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It's unreal. It's a a moment for the dudes rock movement. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then who walks in? But oh, Melfi, and and Dr. she's a little Melfi. she's a little tipsy because she split a bottle of wine with two other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I was thinking about what I did level. last night, man. Yeah, that's extremely lightweight bullshit, Melfi. We expect better of our doctors and professionals. Uh, you got to drink like a champ. Uh, but yeah, she sees Tony. 
and she like tries to make small talk with him, and he's like, "What? We making fucking small talk now?" Uh, he's she says, so "Fucking rude." Yeah, he's very rude to her. Uh, and then uh, he's, she says, "Toodaloo." Uh, and uh, the next time we see her is talking to her therapist, Elliot about this encounter and thus we get the title of the episode where she's like why did i say that why did i say toodle fucking ooh um mm-hmm. Great and line. a good line this then she goes and she like she the the elliot the therapist gives his like version of like why you acted this way and then she she's like almost there elliot but not quite actually <laughs> and that was very annoying to me that was my brain poisoning moment um, where I was like, I, I, I do, part of me believes that like Melfi is the kind to do that, but it felt a little bit like giving her like super therapist powers. Like the show has to show that she's actually the best therapist. Yeah. Like even her own therapist can't analyze her brain as good as she can. Um, which, uh, I don't know. I just, that, yeah. that bumped me, um, in this episode. Yeah. Um, that little moment, but. Um, then uh, next we realize it, but this is part of Melfi's storyline. Uh, he is driving along in the rain and he has a panic attack. He's listening to You're Out of the Woods from Wizard of Oz. Um, he crashes the car and then, oh, Melfi drives by and it's really a dream. Um, she's having a bad dream and she writes in her dream journal what the dream was about um, and like underlines the word Prozac like three or four times because <laughs> Tony was uh, holding his Prozac bottle and when he goes through the shield, the Prozac's sitting right next to him. Um, anyway, so that's... Underline Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. You're out of the wood. Um, or whatever that song is. Uh, so, uh, what did you guys think of that dream voice? I'll tell you, it almost had... Yeah? I think it was when Tony crashed, and, and he's... <laughs> and when I saw... Uh, 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 Melfi drive up, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. But really, up until that point, I was like, oh my god. So you thought he was just listening to the Wizard of Oz soundtrack? I mean, the show makes ridiculous musical choices, so it like wouldn't it completely surprise me if that's the song they chose for that scene. I don't fucking know anymore. Um, yeah. And I, I was like, I was like, come on, two episodes he just <laughs> got into a car. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you guys ever write down your dream like oh. Muffy does? I did for a little bit, but not even. I will, like, every once in a while, I'll have a weird one, and I'll wake up, and it'll stick with me, and I'll write it in a note on my phone, but not usually. No, I'll get up, and I'll look at the dreambible.com. <clears throat> dreambible.com. Figure out why you're fucked up, and it will tell me exactly, uh, like, I'll, I'll just look at some of the elements of my dream, and, you know, within two or three elements, I've figured out what exactly going on and up, and, uh, and I'm good. That's- I just go about my day. Like, I don't confront any of the issues. I don't um, interrogate them or anything. I just keep going. <laughs> that's right that's dreambible.com use promo code gabagool for 20% off the first six months mm-hmm. yeah fingers crossed man um huh this is the second time dream bible has appeared yeah it is it is uh, i'm gonna right. have to start yeah. using it as we have dream sequences like this so yeah. um but yeah so the, here's the writers trying to keep lorraine brocco in the show um because we know tony is not seeing dr melfi right now so yeah 
We can't just yeah. yeah. Kind of sounds like he's gonna start seeing her in the future. Oh boy, maybe. So any other? So the other loose end that I've got is um, Janice and Richie meeting at the hospital uh, with right. Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Richie just showing up places. Uh, and here we learn that Richie and Janice used to date, and that R- Richie would beep his horn. Uh, to which Lindsay responds, "Pimps beep." Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, like it's a fucking conditioned response. Pamps beep. Um, <laughs> oh what, my God. what do y'all think about that pairing? Uh, chaotic energy. Yeah. Cha- yeah. Mad chaos energy. I don't know what horoscope people would call it, but it's whatever that energy is. is that you know what? Energy? It's Scorpio Scorp- energy. Scorp- yeah. energy. Um, you know what? I'm happy for Janice though. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. You're happy because you hate Janice so much that you're happy that this psychopath who runs a dude over. He's being wooed. Oh, okay. I, I feel for Janice. You, y'all remember her son, Harpo? Harpo! Harpo. Harpo got taken away by his dad. Eugene. He lost custody. Eugene. Eugene. I'm almost 100% oh, sure no. it's spelled Eugene and she's pronouncing it Eugene. All right. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a thing. So now we get a, this blossoming romance. So you're happy for Janice. <laughs> okay. Well, put a pin in that. Know, one, I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna commit to that because I'm always wrong when I say things like right. this. So, well, and then I you guess, respond like this. No, because Richie does have that rule that he's not gonna hit Janice until he marries her. So stop. I don't. I'm not actually. Huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, any other loose ends to talk about on the episode run-through? I don't have any. Uh, um... Or is it time to move to our segment? Excuse me. Excuse me. I I think we can move on. Oh, okay. Ah, allergies are crazy, y'all. Okay, uh, so let's move on to our segment. Uh, boy, this was a hard one for me this week. What do you want in your mouth? I I want to be uh, at that table, like we were talking about with all the fellas, uh, eating whatever yeah. they were eating, but I want all of those fucking goons to get the fuck out of that table, and I want you two to sit on down with me. Oh, so sweet. Oh, That's what well. I want in my What do you want, John? Well, how am I going to follow that now? Uh, can't. I can't. So I guess I will join you in joining you at the table of the fancy Italian restaurant. Uh, I, I know that I don't want, like I already said, what Hunter and Meadow eat and then those dry ass turkey sandwiches that they're eating later. And I don't even want the honeycomb that Tony throws across the fucking room because I'm not even that big into honeycomb. So uh, I guess the only choice. Why is a grown ass man eating honeycomb? Hey, you know what? Shut up. It's okay for adults to eat children's cereals and i don't have this discussion all the time in my house for no reason uh (laughs) it's completely acceptable it's a yes and it's good and it meets all of the daily recommended breakfast criteria as a genre of cereal yes but honeycomb specifically sucks ass it is terrible i prefer reese's puff or lucky charm hell yeah so Reese's Puffs are good, but they make the roof of your mouth all sore. If you eat them wrong, they do. Okay, get fucked. Come on. <laughs> you Give eat me them wrong. It's, it's not Captain Crunch level for sure. Captain Crunch is like a fucking chewing glass. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I want some oops all berries right now. Ooh, oops all berries does good. Let's all eat oops all berries together. Mm-hmm. That's cute. How about you, Rachel? Um, what do you want? Um, I, you know, well, gosh, I gotta say, I'd love to be sitting right right at that table with y'all. Um, but if if I wasn't, I would absolutely love a cup of that fine coffee at Beansy's Pizza Parlor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ends up being used as a weapon. You know what kind of coffee I love? Just that watery, nasty-ass coffee that comes in those fucking glass carafes where there's coffee from, like, months prior, just, like, caked on the bottom, burned onto the bottom. Mm, mm-hmm. Love it. That thing says, quality coffee, like, pizza parlor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, actually, now that you mention it, I bet the food at that, that looked like a sufficiently greasy pizza parlor. Oh, hell yeah. I bet the food there, like, he, he's going to order Richie a veal parmesan. I wouldn't eat veal, but I bet, like, a chicken parm or whatever from there would be very good. Hell yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be something I would want in my mouth. But not veal, because uh, that's fucked up, even for me. Yeah, we're anti-veal. Okay, uh, and then uh, as an addendum to my answer, uh, what do I not want in my mouth in this episode? Uh, Richie April's dick. Wow, right. okay. Uh, agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. Okay. That was um, a he, Did he come or did he just... Well, did he come or what? Jesus Christ, man. There's just some things you don't talk about in public. I don't think he came. I think he did. I think he did. Because he's like kind of tense at the beginning of the scene. And then he relaxes. And then he stands up. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that I want to watch it again and find out. (laughs) I'm going to watch it in slow-mo. Ugh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's next? He's horniest. He's Not Richie. Because he's not very enthusiastic about that blue driver. Hmm? Richie's horny for violence. He's incredibly horny for violence. Oh, and maybe he's horny for uh, Janice. Janice. Oh, I, he's definitely horny for Janice as well. Uh, oh, Big Pussy's also pretty horny. Mm-hmm. Big Keeps... Pussy's pretty horny. Um, so what do you think, Ben? Yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Pussy. Go with Big Pussy and his blowjob getting skills. Uh, he really wanted Melfi to suck his dick. Apparently. Yeah, well, I also, I mean, just, just, let's all describe our ideal blowjob lips. Um, this, the, the detail he went into about the best blowjob lips is so wild to me. Like, you gotta have those DSLs. I've never, who, who, who thinks that much about lips like that? I don't, is that a thing? People really, like, I mean, people talk about DSLs. People Mm -hmm. talk about them, but not, and by the way. Melfi does not have DSLs, I would say. She does I not. don't think any of those women had big juicy lips. No. So why uh I've never in my life heard anyone talk about lips in that way. I mean, yeah, you can appreciate a nice pair of, of juicy chonkers. <laughs> but, you know? Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that broke me. <laughs> Yes, on that we can all agree. We all love a juicy set of chonkers, which is not at all whatever you're imagining juicy chonkers is. Okay. Insane. Okay. What's the next segment? Uh, uh, all right. So, Pussy is horniest. Uh, who is your stand of the week? I'll go ahead and start with Rachel because we all know who you're going to choose. <laughs> do you th- no, you do not. You do not know because I 
actually, I'm going to choose Carmella. What an incredible. I think Carmella did a really great job establishing and maintaining a boundary. And even when she got upset with Janice, she was super chill about it. And she was like, listen, I told you this is not like something that I want you to be involved with. Um, Like you need to respect that. And then even though she was pretty chill about it, um, she still went and apologized to Janice, and I think that apology was good. So, I go with the... the... Alright, Ben, who do you stand this episode? Uh, AJ. <clears throat> okay. Were who you going to say Carmelo? Justify. Uh, Anthony Jr. Uh, no, AJ, because uh, he said a couple of funny things this episode. Uh, I relate to him from time to time. I too am a sales son, and uh, it was funny to watch him, you know, try to get in the way and trying to observe, and then also catch some of the fire. So that was AJ. But yeah, this is not a good episode for Stan. No, it's really not. And well, since Rachel, since you did it, you didn't do it. I am also not going to do it, and I'm not going to pick Meadow. I think it's a total <laughs> brat in this episode. Uh, <laughs> I am going to say that I stand Beansy. Because uh, Beansy's just trying to stick up for himself, uh, but he knows enough to know that Richie's protected and he can't, you know, fight back against Richie. And it does suck to get your legs fucking blown the fuck up. Um, so, uh, but yeah, he he's just trying to do the best, be the best little Beansy he can be, and uh, he gets fucked. So, shouts out to Beansy, little Beansy. All right, now it's everyone's favorite part of the show. <laughs> Uh, the dialectic. Every week we talk about the dialectic, which is we pick the thesis, something that we liked, the antithesis, something that we didn't like, and the uh, synthesis, which is something that we loved from the episode. Um, ben, would you like to go first on this one? Sure. So one thing I liked about this episode was um, <clears throat> was Hunter Scangarelli uh, constantly being a uh, force of chaotic evil in this episode. Um, I, I'd like how... <laughs> She was a smart ass to Tony when he showed up at the house. And uh, I also liked the scene where they're cooking, uh, singing No Scrub. That was very fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was that was enjoyable. Hunter had a had a was playfully impish in this uh, in this episode, and I uh, appreciated that. She didn't advance any plot or anything. Something I did not like in this episode was holy shit. Uh, we touched on it earlier, but I'm just gonna bring it back up. Um, <clears throat> the use of old school as like a um, as an excuse for remaining or having like retrograde horrible um, opinions and attitudes. Uh, toward women and how the world works and refusing to change anything. Uh, obviously, what Richie said to Christopher was horrific, um, but you know it, it makes me wonder if that sort of normalizing uh, domestic battery is something that uh, popped up. And you know, a lot of people who were watching The Sopranos in the '90s and late early 2000s saw that and said, mm, you know, if they're talking about that on uh on the sopranos then it must be uh you know i must not be the only person who's got impulses to want to beat my wife fuck that um uh something that i loved i in spite of it all um i loved the way richie april was introduced in this episode uh as just a uh, a wild uh unchained 
uh, mania uh, that, that's you know unleashed upon this world that Tony has to has to control and, and pay attention to and tend to. I I, I thought that Tony, um, you know, when he saw this little fucking maniac roaming through his domain, I I, I kind of hoped that he recognized that this is what he's doing to the world. This is what Tony is doing to the world. Is exactly what Richie is doing to Tony's little mm. fucking everything up. Yeah. And I thought I thought that, that was a really clever um way to introduce um into the Sopranos universe. Right on. Well you took my love, so I'll rejigger. Uh in the meantime, Rachel, what was your dialectic uh, for the Well I I really like the outfits in this episode. Uh, <laughs> um, there, so Christopher is wearing uh, when he comes up to meet with um, Richie and Tony. He's wearing a three-piece suit for whatever fucking reason. Um, oh, I guess because he's working on Wall Street now or whatever the fuck. Right. He looks ridiculous uh, <laughs> in the middle of broad daylight in this like dark, like black and maroon suit. Um, yeah, it's not the kind of it's not even the kind of suit that you would wear on Wall Street. It's still like a mobster suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's black. Uh, it's a black suit which you would not wear in a business setting. No, a it's- maroon shirt which you also would not wear at right. uh, like a Wall Wall Street type deal. Yeah. Um, and then also. Charcoal and Navy, my friends. Charcoal and Navy. Sorry, Rachel. Is that. Oh, is that the rule? It's more like a business suit. Interesting. You wear a black fu- black suit to a funeral or a wedding. Interesting. Okay. Or you're well, around in town. I didn't know that there were rules like this. There are rules. You got to yeah. learn the rules so you can break them. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, on, on another men's fashion tip, uh, Richie's pants in the mall are fucking bonkers high-waisted. Yeah. <laughs> they look so ridiculous. Um, and I think, I oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think they also make a point to put him in a members-only jacket in the very oh, first they? scene. Yeah, uh, to, to make it a point that, like, I really think those are the clothes he got arrested in or whatever, the, the clothes that he gets <laughs> when he gets out of prison. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah, it's like a blue members-only jacket. I need to rewatch. I have a blue members-only jacket. What if it's very similar? Mm. What if I could be him for Halloween? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Everyone would think you're Al Pacino. Cool. That's cool. Um, no, he... <clears throat> I think that the... Whoever does costuming on this show does a really good job and I think whoever chose that outfit posed pants like that specifically to make him look ridiculous yes. um, and they really also emphasize like his size difference with Tony which is I think important because um, it's it's easy to forget forget when you see him sitting down all the time like Tony's fucking huge mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah so I like that I I just Ben, I dislike similarly, um, I won't I'll I'll just agree with you that I really dislike the way that they kind of employed that rhetoric. Um they talk about it even when Tony's Tony and Carmela are talking about disciplining children and Tony's like, Oh, like uh, nowadays it's socially unacceptable to hate your kids and he's like right. just those newfangled ideals. Um I that sucks. But um agree completely. Hard agree. Yeah. yeah. Um go hit your kid. Yeah. That's it's it's not a popular idea anymore for a reason. Um yeah. And then I think what I loved about this episode was just how much was set into action. 
with all of these different characters and so we got a new character in the mix that character has so many like implications in other people's lives like Janice and even Adriana and Chris and so there's just like and you know works with Junior and there's so much set into motion that kind of actually like makes me more excited for the rest of the new rock. Very good. Yeah, definitely. All right, um, so I will say, uh, even though I sort of railed against the writers using this, um, I guess I liked that Meadow does go back and clean the house as like a, uh, as like, I think it is trying to tell us something about the kind of kid Meadow is. Like, that's maybe the punishment that she should have been receiving from her parents. Um, but she's the kind of like, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, like straight ahead kid that like, she'll give herself what she needs or whatever to succeed. Holy um, shit, let's pull that thread. <laughs> You just said something that I was that I was trying to formulate and words I just gave up on trying to gave up on. But like that's exactly it. Meadow realizes that her parents are fucking useless. They don't have any fucking answers at all. And Meadow realizes like what is good and appropriate. Uh, what is what is the perfect form of, of punishment for what she did? It's to clean the house among other things. But you know neither one of her parents are able to fucking realize what's right and what's wrong. They, they're just not creative enough to to figure that out yeah and, and i think i think yeah and that's that's what i was trying to say um and i think if the show had given meadow maybe a little bit more maturity up to this point or a little bit more maturity in this episode maybe i would have bought that move a little bit more because i think it does show like a level of maturity that we haven't seen out of meadow necessarily um but um i will say that like i liked it as a um it's, it does it does it does tell us something about her character um and and like that she does at least have some guilt she's not such a uh, terrible brat um as uh as maybe she acts big eye um, roll from me line <laughs> i mean come on she is like written to be a brat Rachel. i know but like also i don't know whatever <laughs> I'm pro brat, so you should know okay. that. <laughs> All right. Well, something that I did not like, and I mentioned this a little bit during the the recap part. I don't like Melfi's analyzing um, scene. I think there's no reason to make her like into like the super therapist or whatever. Um, her other therapist is allowed to have like positive insight into who she is as a person. Because that's how therapy works. Um, Hard all, Hermione like, Granger energy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, uh, and then last, I guess this sort of echoes on the thing that I like. Something that I loved is it was funny, I think, and interesting to see Tony and Carm having all that angst about how to punish Meadow. Um, and, you know, obviously what Tony's advocating, throwing her out in the street and like <laughs> physically restraining her is not good. Um but then like not knowing exactly what to do. And, and it's uh, the first time that I've, I think that, that we see with Tony over and over again, what causes him the most stress in life is when the women in his life make him feel powerless. Mm. Uh, Olivia does that a lot. Um, Janice does that and has really set him off on that to a certain extent. I think we've seen Carm do that a few times. Um, but now like Meadow is making him feel powerless. And I think he even explicitly says it at some point. Um, like, 
admits that he's powerless against Meadow and like, don't let Meadow see how bad we're struggling to punish her because then we're fucked. Um, so I think it is a, an interesting turn to see yet another woman um, make Tony Soprano powerless um, or at least feel powerless. Um, so those were our dialectics for the week. Um, any uh, other closing thoughts, you guys? Anything else we need to wrap up? So I, I remember we used to do a bit that was, and by used to, I think maybe we did it once, but it was like, <laughs> Like, uh, did this episode make you want to watch the next? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember as soon as this episode ended, I was like, well, I'm going to turn this fucking TV off. <laughs> That's so. so funny. I feel like I had the opposite reaction to it. I feel hmm. like this one was one of the few where I was like, I'm, I'm like ready to see what happens next. I feel like Rachel, you've gotten very invested already in Janice and Richie's. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. For no so, reason. Uh there there will be plenty of meat on that bone for us to chew Ooh. in future episodes. Um so I look forward to that. Um I want to until... see if Richie is going to fuck Livia. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, Ben's going to jail, everyone. Um <laughs> So no more episodes with Ben. He didn't like this one and he's going to jail. Um, <laughs> no, everyone knows that Livia and Junior are fuck boy pals. Um, we don't know it yet, do we? Maybe that's going to be his first assignment to uh, to Richie is go get me, bring me Livia Soprano and let me box that clown. Oh. <sighs> he's going to eat red peppers with Olivia's red peppers. Anyway, um, we all quit the podcast. <laughs> Is it really an episode if we don't agree not? It's absolutely not an episode until we threaten to never do an episode again. Uh it's also not an episode unless I forget to look up what the next episode is called. And here we go. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Ben, if you were unhappy with this episode, I think you will be very happy with the next episode, which is called Commandatori. Uh, And it is maybe one of the better episodes in the whole show. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Um, And so I look forward to uh, talking about it with you all and with you, dear listener. Um, If you want to share your thoughts about this episode, you can at Pod Sopranos on Twitter. That's P-O-D-S-O-P-R-A-N-O-S. Um, and please like subscribe to our Patreon. And um, you can follow us individually on Twitter and all of that shit. Hey, uh, speaking of Twitter, shout out to um, our big boy, Pangzai. Remember him? The guy with the tornado? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, he recently tweeted at me. So <laughs> Just shout unsolicited? Out. Huh? Just unsolicited? No, I was all up in his replies. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're a simp for pain. I, who oh, can yes. blame you? Dude, he's yeah. Uh, check out Pangzai. Shout out Pangzai. Uh, and uh, so, until, until next week, check out Pangzai. Wash your hands. Go to therapy. Organize for the revolution. We love you. Love you. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight.
I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. Personal with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke smoke with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, now they write letters 'cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen. This rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast, condos and queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear, putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool. Considered a fool 'cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood, and it's still all good, uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone bill about two G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging, celebrating every day. No more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pimps a act with me on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. 'Cause I went from negative to positive, and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B Town in the house, Junior Mafia, Mass Label, uh, uh, yeah. Juicy chonkers. Juicy chonkers. Juicy, juicy, juicy DSLs. DSLs. Juicy, juicy DSLs. Juicy chonkers.